Jess. And I'm Heidi. Yes, you are. <laughs> I just like to change it Welcome up a little to bit. A... Yeah, I like it. Welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at Chapter 88, Citizen Lodge. I did look it up. There is no film of the title because obviously it's a play on Citizen Kane, the um, Orson Welles film, which has no correlation whatsoever with this episode in any way, shape, or form. So I didn't even write down the synopsis. Yeah. I think that's the valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's super valid. What did you What did you think of this episode? Because we haven't had one like this before. Like, we haven't had an origin story. Yeah, we, like, we got that flashback of, like, all the adults in high school before. But, yeah, nothing like this specifically. Um, I think it's a little too late, to be honest. Mm. It's nice to get Mm -hmm. the context for him because it gives us a better understanding of what he is actually going for. I just think it's way too late. I literally think they came up with this concept over the break like between like the last episode not the last episode but the episode before that like the mid-season I think they came up with the storyline in that time (laughs) so like that's what it feels like um and that shouldn't be what it feels like it shouldn't it, it does it doesn't feel like a big payoff it's not like a like oh finally all of the pieces came together and I understand how Hiram Lodge ticks it's like okay I mean, I I get it. I get what we're doing now, I guess. You know? Yeah. I I liked it. Uh, for me, it redeemed last week's episode a little bit. Um, it gave me some more context about this, like, palladium nonsense. Yeah, at least we know what that um, is now. Right. It, it was interesting. There was this moment of empathy that I had for Hiram towards the end of the episode, but we can talk about that as we sort of get through it. Uh, do you want to just go chronologically? Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So, okay, well, first, before we dive into the um, the sort of the chronological order of the of the episode, there does seem to be a trend lately uh, not just on the CW network, but Disney are a big one for this. These redeeming origin stories about characters that we have always known to be bad. Yeah. And why they are the way that they are. And it's usually as a result of someone else doing something wrong to them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of like them, mm-hmm. but I kind of hate them at the same time because mm-hmm. I'm like, the idea with a baddie is that they're the baddie. They're the cause of the conflict. So I'm not sure what Riverdale was trying to do with try like they I feel like they're trying to redeem Hiram. Yeah. And I felt like that before, but then it never goes the full way. So I don't know what the purpose of this episode was. Yeah. Yeah, why redeem we why redeem him now? Feel different. Yeah. What's or the intention? Are they trying to? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I fully don't know. I, I, I totally agree. There's, there is that, um, there's that trend right now, which is a good trend. I think, a, I think a more interesting villain, like quote unquote, or 
most a more interesting antagonist is someone who we can understand is a is a person or a thing that like was created for a reason and you can understand their reasoning behind their actions it doesn't mean you agree with them but it does mean that they you can give them more empathy it makes you more interested in the story it makes it makes it more full to, to have things like that. Like, that's why people love Loki, because he can do bad things. And, like, you know, the first Avengers movie is really interesting because he's a great villain. But he's also a character who, like, you can feel great empathy for. There's redemption that is possible for him, did happen for him. You know, it's a really complex character. And that's why people love him. Also, because Tom Hiddleston is a babe. Um, but, um, <laughs> but Hiram is not Loki. Like, that's not the same. And, like, Hiram has done... There's also a part of it, too. It's like, yes, I agree that there's some... There's I don't think it's redemption, but there's understanding that comes for Hiram with this episode. But what doesn't come is redemption because... Now knowing what he's been through in his life, seeing what he's done to young people who were in similarish situations to him in some ways is even worse. Like, Hiram didn't necessarily get better to Archie after Archie's dad died. And knowing what Hiram went through with his own father... Like, dude, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a complicated, I... it's complicated. And yeah, I think the issue is that we don't understand the intentionality of why we have this now. Second episode of the coming back from the mid-season break and hiatus. Why Why now? We needed the context for the Palladium, but we didn't actually even need it now. We could have got this later. And maybe that would have even made more sense. Yeah, I I mean, again, I wonder if this was like a COVID-related thing. Maybe. I wonder if they were trying to limit the amount of people that they use. They also used um, his real son as the younger version of him, which they've done before. Yeah, and he's fantastic. Um, his his name? voice Michael is... Michael Consuelos, I think. Yeah, his voice is exactly yeah. like he his dad. He really looks like he... I was going to say, he looks so much like his dad. It's I don't ridiculous. see any Kelly Ripa in him. <laughs> like I don't either. Because he's even, like, Kelly Ripa is, you know, she's a white blonde woman, blue eyes. I don't see any of her colorings at all. No, he's just his a mini, m- mini me of his father. Yeah. He wasn't born to a different mom, was he? No, I think that's her kid. Yeah, I don't think he's... Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I just suddenly was like, oh, wait a minute. Mm. Is Michael not Kelly's son? I don't know. I no, don't know. I'm pretty sure. Again, he is. I, I don't look into because they've been together. Stuff they've been enough. together since their soap opera days. That's when they met. Right, and they were quite young. Yeah, and he's only he's in his late teens, early twenties, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I did look up what Palladium was because prior yeah. to Riverdale. I was like, I don't know if this is a real thing or if this is a Riverdaleism. It is a real thing. Oh. Um, it is. It's a chemical element. Uh, the atomic number is forty-six. If you're interested, <laughs> it's rare. 
uh, silvery white metal discovered in 1803 by a English chemist. Uh, it was named after the asteroid Pallas? 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 Maybe? That would make sense. That's Palladium. Greek. Yeah. Yeah. And Greek, yeah. Yeah. Um, ooh, this is fun. He named it after the asteroid Pallas, which was itself named after the Greek goddess Athena, oh. acquired by her when she slew Platinum group Pelaeus. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the price for Palladium reached an all-time high uh, of $1,603 per ounce in September, on September 16th, 2019. So about the time that they were writing this yeah. episode, Palladium was a very expensive chemical element. So I'm actually yeah. I'm actually shocked that it's real. I thought it was like Me too. I thought it was like vibranium or like mithril, where it's like this made up like fantastic substance. That's Thing, good to know. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, I um I assumed it was made up too, but what they've even shown, you know, when when the guy was giving Hiram's dad, like, oh, here, um, here's, like, palladium. It's, yeah. like, from Riverdale, blah, 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 blah. It apparently even looks like that. I didn't look up a picture. I just mostly looked up to see if it was real. But, yeah. Wow. There you go. Riverdale actually not making up something for the for a second. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. Shocked by that. Yeah. Um, well, my first note is Hiram is definitely not sick anymore. Because <laughs> the first yes. scene is just him, like, intensely working out, intensely, like, doing his morning routine, it seems. Um, I can't appreciate, though, that in the in that, like, quick montage of him, like, getting ready for the day, we see him shine his own shoes. Um, and knowing, like... In, in only like a few minutes after that, we find out about his dad was a shoe shiner and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, because you would think a man of his um, like stature and have someone his else power, do it. Mm -hmm. he would have somebody else do it. But yeah, that's that nice little like throwback. Um, I think he would be also sorry. I just think no, no, no. I think he'd be one of those people that knows. Well, I do this better than I could pay someone else to do it, so he does it for himself. That he's yeah. one of those kind of guys. Yeah. Also, uh, I know in prior episodes, you and I have always talked about like he's sick. Is he sick? Is he sick? He's not. He's faking it. No, he is really sick. Um, and then it just kind of went away. Yeah. Did you catch Veronica saying? To her mom, which was nice to see Hermione back for a couple of yeah. you know, seconds um, on her Real Housewives episode, yeah. where Veronica's like, um, was he ever really sick? And then, you know, Hiram turns off the TV. It cuts out. So yeah. I feel like that's a nice little, a nice little, like... That was a wink. The writers, like, having a bit of a, a fun mm -hmm. poke at themselves, which I really enjoyed, but... little self-awareness. Again, well, it throws me back to going... 
why did we pretend he was sick in the first place? What was the purpose of that? Like, I feel like we can blame a certain amount of things on COVID where COVID obviously threw a, a wrench in the works and everything had to stop and things had to be redone. And then of course we lost Luke Perry and that as well, you know, happened where things had to be reorganized. But like, the show is losing direction. We yeah. we don't know a purpose for any of this. Like the the storyline with him being sick, I thought all along might have been a redemption thing where he's like, I'm dying. I don't want to do this. Then we don't see that. And now we see his origin story. Then we see him lonely at the end of the night, still pining for Hermione. And having that moment with Hermione when Veronica's born, being like, you know, this little girl is so precious to me, but they're at war with each other now as grown-ups. So yeah, I need some context. Yeah, I think it's just bad. I think it all just comes back to like bad con continuity. And I can understand how like in like the writer's room, like if they're throwing out ideas, they would be like, Okay, well, what do we do with Hiram this season? How do we, you know, how do we make him vulnerable? How do we make him empathetic? How do we do that? Uh, and at the point that they were in when they did the the sick, that he's sick storyline, I can see that being, like, the reason why they chose to do that. That, like, oh, well, how do we make Veronica, like, care about him again and not just, like, hate him? Because we don't want her to hate her own dad. We want there to be more, a more complicated relationship there. And making him, like, possibly dying or sick is is an easy, tropey way to do that for TV. Um, it was... I wonder if they just saw immediately that that was the wrong choice to go with, with a man who is, in real life, obviously very healthy, obviously in really good shape. Mm. And, like, they mm. don't want to lose... I mean, on the show where, like, someone needs to be shirtless every episode. I feel like they didn't want to lose that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, so going in that direction was probably the wrong wrong way. And they were already losing at the time where that happened. They were already losing two other adults with uh, Skeet and um, Veronica's mom. I don't know her name in real life. I feel bad. Hermione. But um, you know you know who I'm talking uh, about. Is it, it's not Madeline. No, that's that's Cheryl. It's not Madchen, because that's Alice. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, but they were already losing hmm. two adults. Yeah, so me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up. Um, but uh, uh, so I don't think they wanted to lose a third to like an arbitrary death storyline that didn't need to happen when they didn't want to lose their villain. So it, it's all just bad, bad choices and bad things. I don't know. Oh, Marisol. Marisol. Marisol Nichols. Marisol. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot right. your name, Marisol. Because, <laughs> you know, she listens. I know. But I, I did go with the M name. I was like, mad. You did. You did. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I was close. You were. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I, I enjoyed this episode, but I have more questions than I do answers. Like, yeah, it definitely didn't really answer. It, it answered the one big question that is, why is Hiram doing this? And why has he been right. doing this the whole time? And it, it, that's the only thing that I answered. Um, and as we know, there's a lot of other storylines and there's a lot of other, 
there's a lot of other storylines outside of Hiram's and then there's also a lot of storylines within Hiram's background and past so to answer all of them at one time would I Riverdale has never done that so (laughs) I can't expect them to do it now um but I I, yeah I think the sixth storyline we're never gonna understand that truly no but I I did see them as like poking a little bit yeah which was funny at themselves Mm -hmm. which I like too but um yeah I had a I, I felt this sadness for Hiram but I was conflicted because I'm like, why do I have this sadness for Hiram? I think it's because so... his dad was so sweet. And I think that was a gr- like, it, that was another thing of this episode that was kind of nice. It was nice to see him as like an actor get to play these two roles where, I mean, yeah, they did just kind of slap a mustache on him to make him different than his. There wasn't a lot of like physical differentiation between Hiram and his father but I do think he was different enough for me where I was like oh this guy's sweet (laughs) and like I felt for his dad so that made so that made me because it's the same actor because they look so alike you know uh in terms of like the character of Hiram and the character of his father um it it inherently gives that like empathy and like thing towards him because there's that connection now yeah, and um, kind of like pops is pops is like this hub of bad bad energy for dads, dads. <laughs> bad energy for dads. It's dangerous oh for God. dads. It it sure is. It's oh, I just my takeaway from this episode is unclear. I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed seeing his backstory. And at the end of the day, it showed him lonely. Yeah. Which anyone can feel. That's kind of how I am. Yeah. And yeah, to see that he really cares about, that he really did the whole time care about Hermione uh, is good to know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. But he like... He, like, cheated on her. Yeah. And, like, at no point, at no point did it look like he cared about her. So why show that now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, why show that now? Especially when she's written off the show. I mean, not, like, completely, obviously. I was about to say, we know she's left. So it's, like... So... I wonder if... Yeah, she's not coming back. Yeah, I wonder if this episode will make more sense when we see the end of Hiram's storyline, which I'm hoping is the end of the season. Like, I kind of hope they, like, wrap up his shit by the end of the season. I think that would be really... They won't. They won't. But I think it would be smart of them to do that and move on to a new villain, a new thing, a new antagonist. But they probably won't do that. But because I could see this being, like, one of the things leading up to... Hiram's downfall or his redemption whatever ends up happening with him and then he goes and redeems himself with Hermione and leaves and he's written off the show to be with her but I don't know if that'll happen we'll have to see what happens or it's just gonna be a sad thing for if he like dies or something like and he like gets to confess to Hermione and Veronica in his last moments I always left you you were my whole purpose or whatever 
we'll see. We'll have to just see what happens. But in the very beginning, just to go a little chronological in this episode, um, yeah, we get the narration from Jughead about uh, why do men like Hiram attract men like Reggie Mantle? And I was like, mm, because Reggie was issues. abused by his daddy. So he's got daddy issues. End of episode. I figured it out. <laughs> Like, I was like, why are yeah. we, what are we doing? Do we know this? What did you think of Reggie in this episode? Because I was like, the main thing was like father-son relationships and Hiram seeing himself in Reggie and wanting to make, wanting to have Reggie make a different choice than he made, which I also think is, I think that's another one of the big, like, um, empathetic moments of this episode and why I think you and so many others I'm sure leave this episode feeling a bit bad for Hiram because he makes a choice for Reggie that he wished he chose for himself and I think that that's nice to see I think it's sweet yeah I so I mean, it's that vicious circle, isn't it? You know, abusers sometimes lead to abuse, abusers themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, yeah, it's that cycle. And I think that that was what Hiram was trying to put to an end. But the thing is with Reggie, he is definitely his own man. He's confident. He doesn't have the symptoms or like, at least on the surface, he doesn't have the the symptoms of being a victim of abuse, especially when he's around his dad. Yeah. I know typically if you are a victim of, of abuse like that, you typically stay quiet when that other person is around. You wouldn't overstep like Reggie's dad accused Reggie of doing because that would potentially lead to more abuse. Yeah. Um, I have been in an abusive relationship that I think I have told you about, and that was very much my experience, so that is where I'm coming at it. Everybody's experience is different. Yeah. But I'm confused as to why Reggie, in this moment of power, where he is able to stand on his own, continues to work alongside of his dad. Now, I know his dad is in debt to Hiram, which he pays back, Mm-hmm. And there's that moment where, you know, um, where uh, he says, you know, Dad, you abused me. You hit me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it... And do you mean at the... Are you talking about, early, like, the first time they have this conversation or at the end when he comes back to his dad after after Hiram, like, cuts him off? talking about early on or at at the the end at the end when he comes when he comes back i'm not sure i mean there is something to be said about people returning to their abusive situations there's a comfort in that he's also his father i also assume that because of reggie's age now and because of where we see their relationship at the beginning of this episode like reggie and his dad that the abuse hasn't happened. I assumed that the abuse had stopped a while ago. And I, I might be wrong. Like, that might not be true. But that's what uh, the episode kind of felt like it told me. That, like, mm. that hadn't happened in a long time in that way. 
like in like the physical way not to say that his dad isn't being abusive to him in other ways which is totally possible but it seemed like their relationship was in a different place at that time so maybe that's why but i mean it's just there there's something in human behavior that that makes people go back to bad situations and abusive people and bad family and stuff like that and I think it's just really hard to I think it's really hard to cut off your family from personal experience um it's really hard to do that and I I guess it's more a case of the fact that like Reggie is very capable. He's yes. able to stand on his own, but he still feels this loyalty yeah. to his father mm-hmm. despite all the years of abuse that he did. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think that that's exactly it because he's in a place, he's okay. bigger than his dad physically. He's stronger yeah. than his dad physically. Um, and he's also stronger than his dad mentally because he's been. he knows he's been able to do things his dad hasn't been able to do um right pay off the debts and work for Hiram and all that stuff so maybe he just feels so secure in himself now that he's not afraid anymore and he's he's willing to he's willing to because he feels strong enough have a relationship with his dad even though there's like they can't ever change the past and things like that um and I and I'm sure too that it also has to do with the story that Hiram told him about Hiram's own father I don't know. I can't imagine yeah. someone in that position hearing that story and hearing Hiram's loss and how much he miss, misses his father and yearns for his father and things like that and to, like, be like, eh, well, fuck my dad. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to cut him off even though he's still alive and I could have a relationship with him even if it's not perfect or good or whatever, you know? And that was something that I really admired in Hiram as well when – Reggie's like, I still want to work for you, you know? And then Reggie's dad was like, I need you to leave my son alone. Like it was, it was history repeating. And rather than going and having his dad killed, um, he kind of like sets him free. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, also he doesn't just like cut off Reggie. He, he is vulnerable with Reggie. Who else has he told this story to? Hermione knows. Veronica doesn't know. I doubt Hermosa knows. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people know this story about him. And he inc- he not only Although, tells Reggie, he includes him in it. <laughs> makes him an accomplice to a murder. Right. But, um, Hermosa, he gets on the phone at the end to her. Yeah, she knew about says, him. And says, like, your grandfather's... I, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. maybe he told her more of it. But I'm, I'm curious. He definitely hasn't told Veronica. I don't think she knows. Now... Hermosa has, like, a detective agency or some shit, right? She's, like, a private detective. Yeah. She tracks down people. Okay, so she was probably the one that... Yeah, she tracked, tracked down the that guy. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my notes. I wrote, ew. I don't remember what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say something that I felt. Um, it was a little hard to keep track of the characters as the older version and the show did a good job of kind of guiding us through that. But there was a couple of moments where I felt really uncomfortable where I was like, um, like, uh, Camilla is talking to, um, Mark Consuelos's actual son and is being like romantic with him. I think it was because Michael is Mark's actual son 
that I was yeah. like, oh, you're like flirting with your dad, but it's not your dad, but it's the guy who plays your dad. This is his actual son. Like, it felt all wrong to me. Me too. I'm glad you felt that way too, because I was like, this feels... Not... I'm glad they didn't like kiss a lot. They like kissed once in the car, and that was it. And I was like, okay, good. That's all I can take. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it was... It, it, I mean, again... If you are watching the show and you don't realize that Mark and Michael are related, cool. But for me, I was like, oh, this feels weird. I don't know even how if I they feel weren't, about he this. He looks so much like, 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 even if they weren't actually related, if it was just some random actor and they, like, had really good casting, like, he looked and sounded so much like him. It still was weird. <laughs> it yeah. still was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a note just about, like, flash the flashback moments. Uh, <laughs> this is before everybody got LASIK, because everybody, when they're young, like, when it's the flashbacks, are in these big glasses, which are... I hit my desk, I'm sorry um, for that noise. Um, but uh, they're in these big old glasses, which are very, like, of the time. But I was like, man, this is before LASIK. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think that Cheryl, Cheryl, um, Madeline does a great job of playing her quote unquote mother. Yeah. Uh, like she is just as kooky then as we see her now starting her own church. Like well, it cracked me up. She's yeah. so funny. She, she does a really, really good job of being her mom. I don't really think anybody else does. Like. There's no. no difference between Archie and, uh, I want to say Luke, Fred. Um, <laughs> Archie and Luke. Uh, Archie and Fred. Jesus, I then did it. Um, and uh, Veronica and Hermione and uh, Alice and Betty. There's no difference. Uh, they just look slightly no. different costuming wise. Um, but... I also will say, like, now, this is the second time that we've seen these guys playing their parents, and I, I actually really like it. I liked the yeah. first time when they did it. I liked it this time. I was like, oh, good, they're going to be their parents again. This is fun. And then, obviously, you know, uh, Michael came back for the episode, too, and I was like, this is great. But I will say it's it doesn't track so Hermione. We've mm -hmm. seen her be a little nerdy in the first flashback episode where yeah. the guys played their parents. And now again, this one, she's a bit nerdy again. But when did that nerdy go away and she started to be like the Hermione that she's become now? Yeah. She's when did not that happen? Nerdy now. Mm -hmm. Because you've got the, you've got the Cheryl Blossom thing really clear. Um, You've got the Betty Alice thing, not as clear, but, you know, she's a little bit more, like, grungy around the edges, and it kind of works, especially with, like, the juxtaposition of Betty when she was, like, high school Betty, not Betty now. Yeah. Uh, Betty yeah. now, I think, is closer to what Alice was as a teenager. Which maybe is why it doesn't work as well, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. But, yeah, the Hermione, the a real adult... Hermione and Veronica pretending to be Hermione for this episode, like it, it yeah, it didn't work. It, it would make work. more sense because it would make more sense for for Hermione to be like uber preppy and like cheerleader. Like that would make more sense for who Hermione is as we Super know her. Super popular, yeah, really confident. 
that's that's but she's still this timid, isn't... meek little girl. Yeah, and that's not like, and that would still be different enough from Veronica for her to be like that because Veronica's preppy, but it's like in a dark academia sort of way. Like if Hermione was like bubblegum and rainbows and like like bubblegum pop, like cheerleader, popular girl. That would be different enough from Veronica to differentiate them as young people. But yeah, the nerdy choice is super weird to me. I don't really get where that comes from or why. Maybe she just fully reinvented herself after she had a kid and they moved to New York. That's the only thing I can really think of. She got LASIK and her life changed. (laughs) I will say, as somebody who has had LASIK, it has fucking changed my life. Like, it is Great. I like donated my glasses, canceled my contacts, lens subscription. I will say there are some mornings, especially if I'm like half asleep, I'll roll over and try and find my glasses. And then I'm like, oh, I can see. I can wear glasses. Never mind. Oh, I like highly recommend it to anybody ever considering it. I I wish I hadn't waited this long. I waited because I was scared. And then as soon as they started doing the surgery, because you're awake, I was like, oh, is this it? And completely relaxed. But yeah, highly. If you, this is a little side note, PSA, um, (laughs) drop us an email at bettysquared2 at gmail.com if you would like a referral to my, my uh, optometrist. (laughs) But uh, yeah, LASIK changed my life. It's amazing. It's so great. Um, Back to the episode. Back to the episode. I just keep imagining all their faces now with all the glasses and I'm like, why? It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like the mustache. It's like the whole, like, Superman Clark Kent. He yes. puts on a pair of glasses, and he's immediately not recognized. Yeah. Now, granted, there's more to it than that, but... Is I, there? I, I, I don't know if there is. Well, it's like demeanor. It's like you see what you want to see, you know, yeah. that whole stuff. Yeah. But, like, I, I put on... Um, I put on my glasses, or I used to put on my glasses, and everybody still knows it's me. But anyway. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, my next note is about uh, Hiram's mom. I was like, Hiram's mom is giving us everything in this performance. I thought she was really good. Like, genuinely, I thought she was she was a really great little actress. I thought she did a great job. She said nothing. No, ever. she No, she did. She did. She had... It was the she same... Did? The scene that I'm thinking of specifically is the one where it's after the funeral and Hiram comes back to her and she's like, don't, like, she's like telling him to not go be, you know, a gangster anymore or whatever. I thought she just had, she like did a good performance. And even though she didn't, she was background for a lot of it and didn't say a lot, she communicated. I just could tell that that actress was like, this is the moment and I'm doing it and i thought she did a really good job because i my eyes went to her in those scenes that she was in even if she didn't have anything to say and i that's just uh, you know kudos to her these two people who have been on the show before and she i thought she did good work with what she was given i disagree okay that's fine but i don't think it was of her own making so the funeral Mm -hmm. she just stood there and looked like numb which totally yeah totally she also gave a, that guy a look when he came in, the mobster. She I gave him a look. I don't think it was enough. I needed more. I, I needed just a bit more. I There wasn't enough of an acknowledgement that she knew he was responsible. Yeah. Yes, she gave him a look, but I just needed a little bit more oomph, you know? Um, sure. 
I also did not like the fact that she had no lines during the funeral, not even a thank you. She wasn't crying. It was very stoic, but with emotion there. Um, I think it would have been a nice juxtaposition if, um, because even one of them says, oh, he's not even crying, you Mm -hmm. know, and then I think she was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was, I think it would have made him not hit home just that little bit more. Totally. And that's writing. That's the writing. That's not her fault, I don't think. Or the direction. Or, well, that's, that's actually, I was going to say that's the direction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciated her uh, from my end, but that was just me. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought it was way too easy for Hiram to kill off the mob in his town as a teenager. What the hell was that about? What the uh, hell? There's just I three guys. It- he takes out those three guys and it's fine. And the the main guy, the, like, main mobster dude is just like, oh, you killed my three dudes, so I guess I'll run out of town. What are you talking about? I know the episode was almost over, so they had to just wrap it up. But, like, what do you mean? A 17-year-old can do what Sheriff Keller and the rest of the police force? I guess he wouldn't be Sheriff Keller yet. Um, but you no. know what I mean. <laughs> The rest of the police force can't do would when back then they actually had a police force. You mean you're telling me that that doesn't make? I don't know. I think it was more a case of um. I think it was more a case of they trusted him. He, they were easily accessible to him because he was in that inner circle. Sure. That's how I interpreted it that when they when he just came in and just shot those three guys yeah because i i think yeah but like the infrastructure of their group was so small and weak that one kid could take them out but i think that was to show the juxtaposition of what hiram's empire is now sure it was just like i don't see how this guy was such a threat if he was taken out this easily by like a 17 year old i don't really get how i don't really get how he had power in the in the town it just didn't make sense to me i was like that's way too easy for a 17 year old to do i i just wish there was like the one thing that they could have done to still have it happen that quickly but like add something to make it make sense to me would be to just have it be uh slower burn in terms of like showing like there being like a montage of like Hiram prepping for this because it was literally like I'm tur- I'm gonna turn around from my father's funeral and I'm gonna go directly to this place and I'm gonna kill these guys and that's it and then now I'm the boss if they had instead had like a montage of him like preparing and like do it like i don't know how you would prepare for this but like doing something to prepare and like Tracking making a plan them down yeah and like making a plan and then doing it, like, it would have just been, like, okay, he ha- he worked for that. Like, he, had he like, took time to do this. Um, and, like, it even being a thing that happened not when he was a kid, but, like, when he was an adult, like, right when Hermione's pregnant or something. Like, you know, things like that. Like, showing time passing in some way. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that actually would have been a really nice thing to see. To see him working Um, with them more too, like him still as a kid doing jobs for this guy and like putting up with 
with his shit or whatever for a while before he actually does it, I, it would have just made a big difference. Yeah. Why did Hiram take over? Was it so none of that stuff would ever happen again? I mean, but he, it didn't seem like he changed anything. Like, he did the same thing. Like, <sighs> I think it's just like, because if he's going to destroy them, he might as well take over because he still wants the money and he still wants to be able to be with Hermione. Like, that would be the only reason I can really think of. Yeah. Weird. Super weird. weird. Super I weird. still liked the episode, but I just, again, I just have no context. Yeah. I have no context. I, why now? Why now are we seeing this? How? I'm confused about how I'm meant to feel mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. Just like. And the thing is, I am, like, I 99% believe this in my gut that this is just a one-off thing. They'll never refer to this ever again. This is just, a, like, a, a filler. Yeah. Um, totally. It's a filler episode to make the Palladium make sense and to move forward with the Palladium storyline. And that's it. That's all That's all it was. And, well, and also to show that he's relinquishing control over Reggie. Yeah. Reggie's going to do something. Why we'll see what Reggie's going to do next, I guess. I'm curious where he's going to yeah, end up. Because Reggie's always been, like, teetering with the wrong crowd, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I have one last one last note. Because the, the mm. moment where Hiram's, like, sitting in bed and watching uh, Hermione's show was very sweet, but I it was. hated, I hated how it just looked like the same as Riverdale on that screen. They did nothing to make it look like Bravo. They didn't change, like, camera. Well, they can't. No, they but can't they could. Okay, I understand that. I totally understand legalities, that. Legalities, yeah. I understand that. They could have added a fake, you know, I can't, like, what is the word for the, like, runner across the bottom? Like a title. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Not like a title. Like, you know how, like, they have, like, the things that pop up, like, for, like, commercials or, like, when you're watching live TV, there's, like, the things that pop up at the bottom. Oh, They could have done that. It. They could have changed the camera type or the, like, the, like, to make it look like it's a reality TV show. Because that looks, those shows look different. They don't look the same as Riverdale. Yeah, they don't look. It looked like it was, uh, like, a film that he was watching. It didn't look like reality TV. It just looked like Riverdale. It just looked the same yeah. as Riverdale. I just wish that they, it's such a small thing, but it really makes a difference when you're watching because that took me out of it i was like he's just watching riverdale <laughs> why is he watching riverdale i'm watching riverdale it's like riverdale inception it's yeah riverdale inception. we're watching him watch himself watch him watch himself <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah so i that didn't was feel was... that way i didn't feel that way when i looked at it but yeah on reflection i'm like yeah they could have they could have done something they could have yeah, just change the, even if they didn't add the little thing at the bottom, they could have just changed the, whatever the camera type, I want to say film type, but I know it's not film anymore. Um, so, you know, change that to fit what would be on a reality TV show. I feel like that would have been just like a little, just like a little, little bit something. of, a little something. But yeah. yeah, I really don't have any other notes. No, um, I mean, Hiram. I showed you my notes before we started. The only other thing that I wrote down was i didn't realize like i couldn't understand understand the pronunciation of mm. hiram's name before he was hiram yeah it sounded like they were calling him Jaime, and yeah, i thought Jaime. oh like it's 
it's like a cute shortened version of what, Hiram. Yeah. Then I put the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. And it's Jamie. Jamie. J-A-M-I-E. Oh, but Jaime. But, but with the pronunciation. Because of the um the the um Hispanic um pronunciation, it's yeah. Jaime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are they calling him? What did they – at first, I thought they were calling him Hyman. And I was like, that is a lady thing. Like, okay. And then I, I put the subtitles on the second time I watched it to take notes. And I was like, oh, J. Jamie. But J is a huh sound in like a Spanish. Hispanic – Yeah, in the Spanish um, dialect. So I was like, <laughs> this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I – that was the only other thing I wrote down, that I had to watch it with subtitles because I just couldn't get his name. And I was yeah. like, I was convinced they were calling him Hyman. Yeah, yeah. we knew that he had a, had a different last name before. Uh, yes, because, because of Veronica. Because of Veronica. But yeah, I didn't know that he had a different... I thought the same thing. I thought they were just calling him a nickname. And then we found out that, that oh, it was a totally different name. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. That sucks that he changed it. Um, and it's funny that Hermione is actually the one who made who created the lodge name she was the one who made it up yeah so that's yeah kind of funny. but again why bring hermione and show how essential she is to his life and to his origin story once she's off the show when she's not even in the show anymore weird yeah it's weird very very weird we'll never know oh why my God. <laughs> never because this is definitely never going to happen again no, it's not. It's like, the end. It's all over. It's so weird. What the heck? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, just keeping you up here? No, sorry. I didn't sleep okay. last night. <laughs> You're okay. I'm just messing. Well, if you've got no more notes and I've got no more notes, shall we rate it? Oh, yeah. Oh, what is it going to be? Now, here's the thing, though. I think we should rate it. As a standalone, I don't think we should rate it in comparison to with other episodes because I do truly believe this is going to be a standalone episode. I think so. I I agree. And I and even then, with like the context of the other episodes, I understand why it follows the one right before it. Like I think that makes sense to me. Um, now, but but yes, I agree. Um, do you want to go first? I don't know what my reason. Okay. Is. Do you do you know yours? Um. Yeah, I I enjoyed it as a mm-hmm. standalone episode. I actually really enjoyed it. It yeah. gave me some more context as to why Hiram is Hiram. But again, yeah. if I was grading it in terms of the entire season, I'm like, it'd be like a one because I'm like, what purpose does this have? But actually, I'm going to give it like a three and a half, four. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was like a little mini movie. It was like if the season was on break and that was the episode they released, I'd be like, cool. This is something to just like tie us over until we get back to the story. So yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four milkshakes. And like, I know you don't like mint chocolate chip, but this would be a four mint chocolate chip milkshake for me. Totally. Okay. I see that. I think, hmm trying to think of what kind of milkshake it is i think this is like a (laughs) i think this is like a peanut butter like chocolate milkshake for me which isn't personally my favorite but is you know it's tasty it hits when it hits like when you're feeling like that and you kind of can't get that um you kind of can't get that like that 
uh, craving satisfied by something else. Um, and I think I'm going to just give it a, oh God, it feels like too many, but I think it, it's a three, it's three milkshakes for me. Um, yeah. But yeah. It was also nice to see Mark's acting. Like, I, yeah. he's talented. He is. And it's kind of nice to have an episode about one of the grown-ups. It is. I agree. I agree. And yeah, it gave us some interesting context. It let it let everyone on the cast do something a little bit different, which I think is probably really nice for them. Um, yeah, a bit refreshing. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine being, you know, being on a show for five years seasons it'd be nice to branch out and do something different uh, on occasion um and yeah and i think it was necessary even though we don't understand the intention behind it quite yet what they're trying to make us feel about Hiram. um it's nice to just get some more details about him so yeah i would say three okay and you know what's really funny we <laughs> yeah. can't answer our next question what so if you randomly found us and this is your first time listening to us Hmm. Uh, we always end each episode with what would Betty do? Now, you can imagine. Yes. Lily Reinhardt was in the episode, uh, but she did not play herself. So Betty theoretically was not in this episode. No. So uh, based on what we saw of her last episode, she's probably back on her sister's case. Yeah. that's Trying to find her sister. And if Betty... In terms of, like, what would Betty do in context of this episode? She hasn't really had a lot of interaction with Hiram at all, I don't think. Like, no. If be... anybody, she's, like, getting away okay. <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting to see to see her interactions with Hiram, actually. So maybe maybe we'll see something like that in the future. But for now, not so much. I, I bet it would be, like, Hiram's out to get Archie. And then Archie, like... Betty, like, goes to Hiram and she's like, if you don't let my best friend, like, go, I'm going to make your life hard. And I feel like Hiram would be, like, drinking his coffee or his, like, cognac. And he'd have, like, a pen or a cigar in his other hand. He'd be like, I'm sorry, who are you? Like, that would be fucking hysterical. Because, yes, obviously Hiram knows who Betty is because she's there when they all go and confront. She was there when they, like, try to he went to jail for that hot second and all of that stuff. But I would have to really do like an in-depth rewatch of everything to see if they have ever had one-on-one conversations. No, never. I highly doubt it. I think he has spoken to her before. I I can hear it in my head. Him saying her name. Searching, searching his land for her sister. Right. That was probably the most conversation they had. Right, but yeah, they've never had a one-on-one conversation. No, why would they, honestly? I wonder how much they actually see each other during filming. You know what Betty would do? She would stay away from Hiram. Yes, she would. Which is the right choice. Which is the correct choice, A+. plus. (laughs) We solved it. She gets a milkshake of her own to enjoy. Yeah, I love that. Alrighty. Oh, gosh. Well, on that note, everyone, stay safe, and we will see you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye! Bye!